John Gill and the Antichrist, written by Chipley McQueen Thornton. One reason I started reading Gill's commentary on Revelation is because his view of the Antichrist always puzzled me. He begins to open up his view in Revelation 9-1, and it makes for fascinating reading. Gill's presuppositions. Keep in mind, Gill holds to several presuppositions we've spelled out before. Number one, Revelation's genre is prophetic history, describing eras the church will endure. Number two, the Roman Empire split under Emperor Theodosius in 395 A.D. And number three, this is important because two empires emerged, A, Eastern, predominantly Muslim, and B, Western, predominantly Roman Catholic. These presuppositions lead him to believe the fifth trumpet is the unleashing of Antichrist on both empires. Who is Antichrist? Gill suggests the Antichrist, ultimately, is not a person, but a position, the Pope. Satan works through the popes of Rome to produce and propagate false religions. He actually suggests there are two Antichrists corresponding to the two empires. The Western Antichrist is the succession of popes in Rome. The Eastern Antichrist is Muhammad, or Muhammad, the founder of Islam. Yet Gill holds the popes responsible even for Islam, because Muhammad had Christian influences and some of his accomplices identified with the Roman Catholic Church, though they seem to be heretics, i.e. Sergius, a Nestorian, and John of Antioch, an Arian. The popes ultimately released Antichrist from the bottomless pit, and he manifested himself in the two anti-Christian religions, Roman Catholicism and Islam. For Gill, the Antichrist, also known as the man of sin, is the, quote, whole hierarchy of Rome, especially the popes, close quote. See Gill's comments on 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9. This hierarchy, the tentacles of which influenced Muhammad, held incredible power, beginning with Muhammad's rise in 612 A.D. For instance, Gill states the Pope, and by extension, Muhammad, weaponized every possible means against their subjects. Quote, he made use of his universal power over all bishops and churches, enacted laws, issued out decrees, made articles of faith, and imposed them on men's consciences, and obliged all to submit to his hellish principles and practices. And this, as it may be applied to Muhammad, the Eastern Antichrist, may regard the publishing of his Al-Quran, which is the Quran, close quote. John Gill comments on Revelation 9, verse 2. The fifth trumpet. 
Gill believes the fifth trumpet unleashes from the bottomless pit the wretched anti-Christian religions of the world. The star represents Antichrist manifested in the Pope in the Western Empire and Muhammad in the Eastern Empire. Both, in Gill's eyes, seek to subject the entire world to an anti-Christian church state. The smoke is their false doctrine which obscures Christ. The locusts represent the Roman Catholic clergy in the West and the Saracens, Muslim warriors, in the East. Gill says the Saracens descended from the Ishmaelites and were a, quote, furious and wrathful, close quote, people. See his comments on Revelation 9, verse 3. The grass represents true Christians whom God protects. Finally, the king, also called Abaddon and Apollyon, represents the dual regents, Muhammad and the Pope. Reflections If you take Gill's presuppositions as absolute truth, then his position has legs on which to stand. The problem is, as much as we love Gill, he appears to go farther than the text does. The text never divides Antichrist into two empires with a king over each, much less names them as Roman Catholic and Islam dictators. We do see how those two religions have wielded every power in their arsenal to corrupt men's hearts. Bishops, laws, decrees, articles of faith, terror, etc., all of which are founded on hellish anti-Christian principles. Yet we resist embracing Gill's view because Scripture simply doesn't reveal that much to us. What's more, those historical presuppositions caused Gill to make other interpretive decisions. The details, however, get in the way. For instance, Gill states the locusts were not allowed to kill the Christians. Yet the Roman Catholic Church and the Islamic Saracen invasions killed untold numbers of Christians. Gill suggests it's referring to the locusts' inability to kill the two empires, but that is not the natural reading of the text. Another issue because he is locked into those historical presuppositions, Gill is forced to spiritualize the five months of torment. He says they actually are, quote, five months of years, close quote. That is, the 150 years from the rise of Muhammad's public preaching in 612 A.D. to the building of Baghdad in 762 A.D. See his comments on Revelation 9, verse 5. This is all becoming too far-fetched to take seriously. Intriguing? Yes. But in the end, those stubborn details get in the way. When they do, Gill does what we all do, amillennialist, postmillennialist, and premillennialists. Abstract, shave, modify, or massage the text so that it fits our preferred view. Once again, I'd rather not do that.
I'd rather simply wait and see how God chooses to make it all clear in his time.